Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And this week on News Talk, we're shining a light on, um, shining a spotlight on domestic abuse in partnership with Allianz and Women's Aid. And as part of this campaign, I'm joined now by Jason Poole. Jason's sister Jenny was killed by her partner a few years ago. And Jason is with us here on Lunchtime Live today. Jason, thank you for for joining us on the programme. Will you just tell us a little bit about Jenny, first of all? Yeah, Jennifer was 24 years old, had two young children. Um, and was quite independent, loved life, great at sports. Um, and she got, I suppose, mixed up with her uh, murderer um, and he moved into her, her home very quickly after, I suppose, the relationship began. And, the, you know, looking at it now, there were the kind of the red flags. Um, and Jennifer was in the relationship for just under a year. Um, and then she had ended the relationship. And the week that she ended the relationship, um, she was murdered by her ex-partner. Um, as I said, Jennifer left two young children. She was the, mm. the youngest of the family. Um, she has an older sister and two older brothers, myself and my brother. Um, but, you know, Jennifer didn't know what, you know, the red flags were, I suppose. And, and it's only when something like this happens your family that you, you see those red flags. You know, you see the, the, the points where he'd be in the car with her, he'd be following her everywhere she went. She couldn't leave a room without knowing or texting her. Or, you know, the, the, she stopped going to her GAA, she stopped going to the gym. All of those things that kind of he took away from her and, you know, led her to her death, really, in the, at the end of the day. He's been convicted um, of, of Jennifer's murder and, and currently serving um, a sentence, Jason. But, like, for, for you and your sister and your family, like, I'm sure it's a phone call you never forget receiving. It's a phone call yeah. you never forget. You never forget. You never forget having to, you know, go to Connolly Hospital and having to look at your sister lying there dead and having to ask, answer the questions, who is she and what's her date of birth and what's your relationship to her. You don't You don't ever forget those things. Um, but we'll never forget Jennifer and we will fight and fight and fight to ensure that Jennifer's never forgotten about mm-hmm. and also to fight for the other women who may be listening today or who may be at home today that are not sure or, or they have red flags um, and it's important for them because we need a system, I suppose, in this country that works and we don't have one at the moment. Yeah, I, I, that, that was one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about today, um, Jason, because like, I know obviously Jennifer is in, in your mind and your family's mind every day and, and it's a sentence I've no doubt that lives with you and the family too every day as well. But you're actually calling for a domestic violence register um, just tell us about that. What, what it is that you'd like to see introduced in Ireland? I suppose uh, before going into the, the actual register itself, I suppose the justice system in itself that we, we are seeing a number of cases going to before the courts now and all of them are getting suspended sentences for domestic violence offences. We have a minister who did, after long conversations with her, even myself, move the five years to a 10-year for violent offences. But we still see the justice system is not allowing that. We've seen more cases only in the media yesterday where people were getting suspended sentences. We need training. We need legislation. We need to stop talking about the strategies and actually start to put actions that are practical and achievable for the women of Ireland. Mm. We also need to look at the training that we were, that the guards are receiving. You know, it's it's very minimal and they're expected to deal with an awful lot um, with, with minimum training. We need stronger sentences and we need minimum sentences 
for, for life sentences. You know, we're living a life sentence every single morning we wake up. Mm-hmm. But an average life sentence in Ireland is 18 years. We'll never get Jennifer back. We don't get Jennifer back in 18 years. So why somebody should be able to walk out of prison after committing a crime like that in 18 years is completely mm-hmm. wrong. But in relation to Jenny's law, um, which is what I suppose as a family we're looking at, we're looking yeah. at a domestic violence register to be put in place where, you know, anyone who has a conviction uh, for domestic violence or has served time for domestic violence would be on the register. And also that guards would be able to register domestic violence calls um, when they deal with them or there's call outs from a guard to a house that they can register them on the system. Uh, so that when, you know, when a guard arrives to your house and mm-hmm. it's the next guard, the next week and the next guard, the next week, and they're not necessarily going to be communicating with each other. So that there's a register that those you know, call outs are also recorded that there was a domestic violence call out and it's registered. And then also if you are convicted of a domestic violence offence that you would also be appearing on that register once you are uh, released from prison. Because we know in in, in Jennifer's case, sorry, in Jennifer's case, he had a history of domestic violence. He was already at the serving time in prison for a domestic violence offence. Um, okay. And only so he came out there, and nobody knew, you know, that the guards could also act when children are involved. That victims could check the register, and that's something that they have in Clare's Law in the UK. That, yeah, you know, that's sort of, that the, Jennifer would have been able to register, go in and, and check the register, or a family okay. member would have been able to do it like they can in relation to Clare's Law in the UK. So something similar then, Jason. I suppose I'm just trying to think of, you know, in the, in, for listeners in, in listening, you know, to you talk about this today, we often hear talk of the, the sex offenders register, that somebody would serve a custodial sentence, um, but they'd also be placed then effectively on this domestic violence register separately as well. Yeah, because I suppose there's different types of, you know, offences. Mm-hmm. And what we are seeing in Ireland at the moment is like we were we only got statistics from the guards, like over 52% of their cases last year, call outs for domestic violence related. It, this is not just something that's it's affecting one or two people. Mm. But we, we see the amount of women who are being murdered at the hands of their their husbands or their ex-partners, you know. So there needs to be a piece so that guards have the correct powers to remove the perpetrator from the home because if there's no bar and order there's no safety order there's no protection order the guards hands are tied they can't do anything but they know when they know in their own heart and soul that the the person that's standing in that room is not going to say my partner hit me in front of them because they know what's going to happen yeah wondering jason is that would you like in your mind would um would from claire's law or or jenny's law in ireland would it allow for family members to to make that inquiry as well it would. And obviously, you know, when, when, in conversations with the, with the minister, there's also, you know, instances where there's a breach of GDPR. There could be a breach of GDPR. But when we when we have a government who can change laws and make laws, then we can have, I suppose, a stipulation within the law that would be that, you know, you'd have to obviously register your details with the with the organisation before the information be released. Or you might have to bring photographic ID or whatever it may be. There is ways around it. GDPR should not be a reason why we don't have... Jenny's okay. Law in Ireland. Are you hoping and that's, this will happen? And that's, 
I'm, I'm very hopeful and I won't yeah. be giving up, okay. you know, yeah. um, until okay. it does happen. Jason, thank you for, for joining us um, on the programme today. And, and um, I do appreciate you taking the time, you know, to, to speak to us today. Um, Jason Poole, um, Jenny Poole's sister. And as uh, just to say as well, too, if you do want to donate, actually, to Women's Aid, or if you want to find out any more information about their Stand Strong movement, uh, you can go to their website, just check out their standstrong.ie. But Jason Poole, thank you for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.